Hello and welcome to Impactful, the show where I speak to one of my friends about what has impacted them most in their life. This could be a book that has changed their perspective, a tool that has made their life better, or just a small thing that brings them joy. Hopefully you'll come away from this conversation feeling inspired or with new things to explore. Today I'm joined by my friend Michael Christofides, co-founder of PG Mustard and largest collector of handmade wallets made by me. But as it will become apparent very quickly in this episode, there is more to Michael than you might initially think. He's thoughtful, creative and wise. So let's find out what has impacted him. Before we get into it, this episode is brought to you by my company, Podpanda, the podcast production service for high quality audio shows. So if you have a podcast and want to up your production value and gain some of your time back to focus on the content, head to podpanda.co and drop me a message. Michael, welcome to Impactful. How are you doing? Hi, James. Thanks for having me. I am good. How are you? Very good. So we've got three things that we're going to go into that impacted you. The first one I'm super interested in, which is learning to play music. I'm someone who's always wanted to learn how to play music, have always maybe started with a bit of piano, guitar, have never done it. So why did this impact you? Yeah, and I love the uh, I love the concept. Uh, looking back, it was fun thinking what had had the biggest impact. And until I thought about it, I had, I didn't have this on my list. I'm not I'm not that good a musician. I, I learned, I tried really hard, I enjoyed it, but compared to a lot of the people around me, it was clear these these people are incredible. So I've got a few reasons here, but the the first one is that through learning to play an instrument, I ended up in an orchestra, youth orchestra, and met my partner through it. So shout out to Lauren, partner of 15 years, and if it wasn't for learning to play music, I wouldn't have met her and a, and a bunch of other friends as well. So it's, it's such a good way to meet people. We got to go traveling. We The orchestra we in went around Italy. We played in some incredible venues. And it also, I think it teaches you quite a lot of humility. Like you, It's so difficult. <laughs> and there are so many people that are so good at it. And you, you start to realize how much better people can be, even if you're good at something how much better other people can be than you at it and what what kind of true mastery looks like so i think that's it's taught me a lot of perspective a lot of humility it's also fun you get to do it in big groups that kind of thing what do you play play played probably past tense is a slightly more accurate but french horn was my the instrument i played in the orchestra but yeah brass instruments basically what made you want to learn how to play music because th- this has had like if anything has been impactful meeting your partner in crime and that's taken you to many different places in the world that's pretty impactful so what made you start yeah honestly probably my parents I grew up in Essex in England and I went to just a very very bog standard state school and I was a bit of a hyperactive kid and I think they did this like thing when we were all in it in primary school where they went around the class and kind of assessed what kind of instrument you should like play or try out and I was the hyperactive or me and the other hyperactive kids got lumped with the brass instruments I think to tire us out I then drew the short straw ended up with the flugelhorn and gradually kind of got promoted into the better instruments as other kids dropped out so it was like I think at first it was kind of pushed on me but obviously you can give up and I'd just was a bit too stubborn for that for, for quite a while. So that, yeah, m- maybe not the best story ever, but yeah, looking back, it's incredible how much impact it's had. Definitely. Let's move on to the next one, which is the book Small Giants. Tell me more about this. Yeah, so I was trying to think professionally what had impacted me the most. And I probably care a bit too much about work. Work is a big part of my life. I get really into things. I find it really fun. 
I worked in software. I was lucky to get into software quite early in my career. In fact, pretty much my first job out of university. And the company I worked at was, if not self-funded, pretty much self-funded. There was no venture capital involved. And I joined at about 150 people and kind of took it a little bit for granted that that's how companies run. As I learned a bit more, I kind of got a little bit distracted or kind of enticed by the world of venture capital and startups and thought that was really how to how to do it properly, you know. And then being recommended this book, like I I did I did want to start my own company one day and these models that everything I'd come across, all the all the founders I'd met, all the senior managers I'd worked for, none of them seemed that fulfilled or that happy and it it really mm. conf- I think it confused me for quite a while. And I didn't couldn't work out why and that it just felt like they were the few percent that had made it. Why were they not like fulfilled? So I then started to question, did I actually want to do that or not? And it wasn't until coming across this, and it probably not for everybody. It's a bit of analysis, but it's mostly a series of stories of companies that had opportunities to scale, mostly in terms of growth and profit. And they chose not to, or at least optimized for other things instead, whether that's like the quality of their product or the community they were in or they, they, they optimized for something slightly different and yeah really loved it found it really inspirational it's, it suddenly gave me a lot of clarity and north star like how would how could i run a company one day that would that would make me happy that kind of thing so with the concept of small giants that uh, similar to a book like company of one by paul jarvis which is questioning growth it's questioning am i just trying to grow a business for the sake of growth yeah, exactly. And I think Paul Jarvis is a great example. I, would, I think if this book was written today, it was written quite a while ago, but if it was written today and it included software examples, I wouldn't be surprised if Fathom Analytics ended up in that as an example. Now, I don't think they're sacrificing much in terms of growth. I think they're doing awesome work. And in software, maybe you don't have to because it does scale really well. But I really like how they're running Fathom. And there's a few other great examples in software as well. One of my other favorites is company called panic who have a great podcast as well um, are they the ones that made the little device yeah exactly the one with the crank but they also make software like my favorite text editor called nova and they they published a game that you might have heard of called the untitled goose game yes <laughs> absolute heroes and they're, they're definitely making good money they've got but they've got a relatively small team and they could probably have grown bigger faster but they they seem to be having fun and enjoying it Okay, so that's a great example. Panic and Fathom from following the concepts from the book Small Giants by Bo Burlingham. Sub, subheading is companies that choose to be great instead of big. Love the idea of that. Let's move on to your final thing that impacted you, Michael. And I don't know much about this, but I love the idea of it. And that is Dieter Ram's 10 Principles of Good Design. What's this all about and why did it impact your life? Yeah, I was trying to think about what I like how I live my life at the moment what I've chose to prioritize what I haven't and I think it was coming across or like studying or like looking into great designers and realizing that it wasn't just their products that they designed it wasn't just you know a visual thing or even a usability thing it was kind of a way of life for them they 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 designed their lives they designed everything they came across that really inspired me I guess to to think, oh, I can, I could, why can't I do that? You know, I can design my schedule. I can design my home, my garden. My, so, so physical things are a bit more obvious, but I can design how I spend my time or 
the or who I choose to spend time with. You know, there's there's so many things that you can do that affect your quality of life or how happy you are, that kind of thing, that most people, or at least when I was younger, I just let happen to me. And I realized that you, I had control over more of that than I realized. And it came down to design. And then once you realize you can design it, the question becomes how, what should you prioritize? And these principles that... 10 is a lot, by the way. 10 is so many principles, and but they've clearly been designed themselves. And if you go through them, I found them really useful. I found them quite a useful kind of exercise to, if I am designing something new or something from scratch or, or revisiting something that I don't think is working, I find them really useful to think like, why is this not working? Which one of these is it violating? Or which one of these could do better on? Off the top of your head, do you know some of the principles? Not Yes, I think a lot of them are kind of common sense-ish. But some of the ones that surprise, so it has to be useful, it has to be aesthetic, things like that. But some of the some of the ones that I'm not sure I would have included if I was doing it, but are, are really helpful are that good design is innovative or good design is environmentally friendly. Like that's not kind of a given or not necessarily something I think anybody would have come up with. But this this guy's incredible. And um, have you seen? So Dieter Rams was I think most famous for his work at Braun. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the, yeah, so a lot of those old electronics that look absolutely beautiful, the old furniture, is stunning. And once you see these principles, you start to realize how they got to those designs. So yeah, they, those are a couple of ones that spring to mind. How has it impacted your life? I think I only started designing my life after reading these. I, it kind of didn't even occur to me that I could you know, really be pick, like pick and choose what I prioritise and what I didn't. Let's go back to work again, because clearly I'm obsessed with work. I very quickly in my career ended up in meetings back to back almost five days a week. I didn't enjoy it. I found it stressful. I like struggled to go grab a coffee between meetings. And it took me a while to realise I didn't have to just accept that. I could change it. I could take a job that didn't have that or reduce it or put in some yeah so that probably was like one of the first things that I changed and then gradually it's been pretty much everything brilliant and I want to end on a quick fire round of software and tools that people might want to go away from and give a go that have helping impact you have you got a couple of those for me software and tools yeah I change my tool stack more than I care to admit but my current favorite two would be things the to-do list app and cron the calendar app there you go michael mickey c thank you so much for joining me on this episode of impactful listeners i hope you come away feeling inspired and with new things to explore all the recommendations discussed in this episode will be listed and linked in the show notes thank you michael thanks so much for having me cheers james Thank you for listening to this episode of Impactful. I hope you've come away feeling inspired and with new things to explore. All the recommendations discussed in this episode will be listed and linked in the show notes. 